Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. All right, welcome to Zach and the Nose Week 14 edition. That's right, we're back and better than ever, and my partner in crime, the Nose, is here as well as we get you ready for the playoffs and get you ready for everything going on in fantasy football. Nosey, welcome to Week 14. How are you? We are here, as I always say, Week 14. I cannot wait to uh, give my recommendations for this week because, Zach, this is the week before the playoffs, unless you're in a crazy league like yourself where they start in week 16. But for most of America, this is go time. And down the stretch we come, it is time to make our fantasy playoffs and or try to clinch a bye. So I couldn't be any more excited for this time of the year right now. Yeah, no, this is great. I love this time of the year. We are near the playoffs. It's basically, this is it. This is what you've been waiting for all season long. This is what you've been fighting for all season long as well. By the way, we were taping this earlier in the day. It's playing Friday night. We're taping this Friday uh, morning kind of afternoon so if anything does happen before that it is on our bosses for making us tape this show earlier in the day first week of the playoffs like you said for a lot of people uh, next week um and for my league and a couple other leagues they're not there so this is it we're very excited it's a friday night show for you out there uh we're really looking forward to these next couple weeks because this is the nitty-gritty this is where you win your money this is what you've been waiting like we said all week for or all year long at this point for we have all of our normal stuff today we're going to get to yes or no's we're going to get to the uh the, the the kind of observations that we do the week that was we're going to do everything at this point during this show we're going to be on for a good hour tonight and in all honesty we have the nose pick of the week and the nose tight end pick of the week which are very big for all of us uh coming up because this is the week you want to hit you want to hit the nose wants to hit also and this is going to be big and nose not only that but we don't normally come in here to do this show and have a game that's already been played. We're normally on the night of the game, but we did have Thursday night football last night, an interesting one as well. What kind of stuff did you get from Thursday night football last night? Well, I'm shook right now because this is our first show, Zach, ever, I believe, on a Friday. So right. we have the Miami Heat to thank for that playing last night. So for anybody asking why we are on tonight is unfortunately – we get bumped for the heat. I think, uh, you know, I think we get uh, screwed a little, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it is the Miami Heat. But last night, what a crazy game we watched, Zach. I mean, 99 yards, no timeouts, and Baker Mayfield takes them down and wins the game with a perfect throw to Van Jefferson. I don't know if you were able to stay up last night. I did. It was one of the most shocking games of the year, and the Raiders unbelievably choked with horrible penalties. It was just a wild game. But from a fantasy point of view, 
if you started Josh Jacobs, because of course you started Josh Jacobs, he's the number one running back in fantasy. You were scared for a while, Zach, because yes. he went down and it really looked like he uh, broke his wrist, what I thought originally, but then it looked like his fingers were bent sideways, backwards, etc. But nope, that guy soldiered through the game. 27 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown. He had two receptions for 15 yards. Again, 114 yards total and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs, basically, at this point, we could just say, the pick of the year in your draft, where, you know, going around the fourth round overall player that wasn't given an extension, he was playing for a contract, and the difference maker, in my opinion, in fantasy this year, because if you got yourself the the number one running back in the rounds four or five, that's how you win fantasy. Um, But overall, last night, huge disappointing game out of Derek Carr, if you started him, 137 yards, zero touchdowns, and two INTs. That's horrible. Uh, other than that, you know, Devontae Adams, only three catches for 71 yards. It was a very plain Jane game. The one major question was, do we start Cam Akers? That was a lot what I got earlier in the week. And I always said, and man, I, I got to pat myself on the back. The only way he was valuable at all is if he plunged in from one yard. That's right. And he happened. He just happened to be able to plunge in from one yard. So he got himself 12 carries. 42 yards and that one touchdown, giving him what I would say a very decent to to below average game. But without that touchdown, it would have been only 4.2 points. So uh, last night's game from a fantasy point of view, quite ugly, to be honest with you. It was just the Josh Jacobs show only. Yeah, it was just weird last night. And it's just weird how the the Raiders play on that offensive side of the ball. I know that Josh Jacobs going to get his and he's going to eat every week, especially now that he is probably – he is the best fantasy running back in the league at this point. But Devontae Adams, to me, what? I mean, if you're a Devontae Adams owner at this point, seven targets, that's it. I mean, Derek Carr only threw the ball 20 times and they ran the ball 38 as a team. I get that. But, man, that he has just been – so hot, so cold, so disappointing all season long, especially if you took him early thinking that he would have this kind of a season with Derek Carr and they were together in college. But, man, that has got to be one of the bigger disappointments of the year. We'll go over all of that at some point later after the season's over. But right now, nose off the top of your head, Devonta Adams got to be a top three, top five disappointment in fantasy this year. That is absolutely incorrect, Zach. Whoa! That is absolutely – I am so happy to tell you, you are – Absolutely incorrect. He is the number one wide receiver in fantasy year to date. Is he really? He got about, not including last game, he was coming in number one. He got about 10 fantasy last night. So right now, currently, uh, Stefan Diggs or Tyreek Hill have to have 20-plus points to catch him to be the number one wide receiver. So is that a really bad take by you? Wow. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Wow, that was incredible. I did not know that he was having the season he's having. At this point, I hardly hear his name. That's probably the reason why. And Derek Carr's been so stinky this year. Well, well the yeah. thing is, is that when he does it, Devontae Adams, he does it in huge chunks. Last right. week, uh, he had a monster game. So the truth of the matter is, again, every league is different. He's got about 280 to two. Uh, again, based on your league, 280 to 300 total points in full PPR leagues. The number one wide receiver in fantasy. So, yeah, how about the fact that they have the number one running back and the number one wide receiver in fantasy, and they have a losing record 
So it just goes to show fantasy versus reality, two different things altogether. Can't judge a book by its cover, right? I just did that. I was like, the team stinks. He's got to have a bad one. Wow. I'm just so happy I didn't agree with you just to agree with you because your take couldn't have been any more poopy. This is the reason why he is the nose and I am just Zach here on Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you (laughs) by Tropical Chevrolet. Okay, what we normally do in this first segment, we talk about the week that was, and boy, was it a good week. If you owned a couple of these guys that I know the nose is going to talk about right now, nose, I leave it to you. The week that was, week 13, go ahead. Well, again, here we are now. It's a Friday, so it's a, it feels a little weird talking about the week that was on a Friday because it's just so, at this point, outdated. But we're going to still hold to the program. Garcia, make sure that we stick with our segments. So, Garcia, for the number one quarterback, hit it, buddy. That's right, baby. Jalen hurts so good. 380 yards. Three touchdowns, adding a tu- excuse me, three touchdowns in the air, and adding a rushing touchdown. What a game by him, Zach! The former nose pick of the year, flexing again wow. with a forty-plus week. This is the player right now, Zach. The stud. We missed him by a year, even though he was really good last year. Right now, Jalen Hurts in my leagues, beating Josh Allen by a half a point as the number. One quarterback in fantasy. We discussed it pre-draft. We loved him last year. We loved him more this year. Huge game last week. And right behind him, Jersey Joe Burrow, 286 yards, two touchdowns. He added 46 rushing yards and another touchdown on the ground. Simply fantastic. Then we go to the running backs that crushed it. Man, Zach, last week, I am so happy to say, so many callers. The number one question was, do we start Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard? That's right. That's that right. is the week in and week out question of fantasy. And the answer from our show was, you start Tony Pollard. And thank God we recommended him because he had over 100 total yards and two touchdowns. The kid is a pure stud. Yeah, there's going to be days where, you know, Zeke might get those plunge touchdowns from one yard and Pollard doesn't. But who is trending up? Who's the guy to start if you have both and you need to pick one? That's TP all day for me. Uh, the next running back, Christian McCaffrey. We all watched it do it against the Dolphins. 146 total yards and a touchdown. He's the goods. And I know Josh Jacobs played last night, but last week he had 144 yards <laughs> and a touchdown. We just discussed 99 yards and a touchdown this week. By far, Zach, the number one running back year-to-date in fantasy by no like, no lie, like 20 to 30 points wow. over A.A. Ron Aquilar is Josh Jacobs. Unbelievable. That, that is so incredible. Even before you get to any of the wide receivers, anything else that's happened right there, uh, the Josh Jacobs story has got to be one of the best stories in fantasy uh, this year. Like I said, we're going to recap everything after the season, but before we even do that, Josh Jacobs, where was he kind of in the nose draft projections? What round? Because somebody got one hell of a steal in just about every league. Right. He went, based on your league, based on 10 teams or 12 teams, again, every league is different, but the bottom line is he went in most leagues between rounds three, late round, third round, and uh, fourth and even fifth round. So could you imagine you're sitting in your draft, 
You are taking Josh Jacobs reluctantly. That's what was going on at the time. It was like, okay, how many starting running backs are left? Miles Sanders is on the board. Right. Josh Jacobs is on the board. Okay, he's a starting running back. I need one because I went wide receivers early, and you picked Josh Jacobs, and it was just at that time extremely not sexy, okay? You know, he had a lot of questions coming into the season, whether or not he would even be the running back towards the end of the season. And look what happens. That Alabama kid just came in and they gave him the volume. They gave him the opportunity and he has just taken and run with it. So we, every year there is it player, the, the one guy that you draft that ends up being a top five overall player. And this is it. It was the Josh Jacobs year. So if you have Jacobs, I promise you, if you're listening right now, you know you're laughing because you're a top two to three team. That's what's going on. The Josh Jacobs owners are making the playoffs. So now it comes down to, does this kid perform when it really matters? And there's no reason to believe he won't. But those Josh Jacobs teams and owners, they're making the playoffs. So good luck to you. Uh, I mean, not this week. You're probably just sitting tight hoping to get a bye or or just winning your playoffs. And it all starts next week. Right. I I love that at that point. This is unbelievable. What about wide receivers uh, from last week also? We had a couple big-name guys. I think there were three or four big-name guys that had monster weeks, including the guy that I thought just fell off the map in Devontae Adams. Yeah, you really blew that one. Ooh, you know, like man. I'm going to probably hate on you for the rest of the year. You have to. And I'm going to enjoy every second of it. Uh, Devontae Adams, not last night. Last night he only had the three for 71. But uh, last week, 177 yards and two touchdowns, and they were of the long variety and overtime winners. And so this is how you become the number one wide receiver with games like that. Last week, A.J. Brown had 119 yards and two touchdowns. A big fan of the show, a big fan of his. Amon Ross St. Brown, 11 catches, 114 yards, and two touchdowns. In a full PPR league, 11 catches. Are you kidding me? What a game from him. And then it has to be mentioned because the cheetah, the freak, Tyreek, the freak hill, nine for 146 and one touchdown against the best defense in the league in San Francisco. He has done it week in, week out, and is currently sitting at the number three overall wide receiver behind Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs. So a real, real nice slate of, from those top wide receivers. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's every single week, those top receivers. Running backs, you never know who's going to end up having one of those big weeks, but we just kind of know every week those top guys we always talk about are right there in the leaderboard. I'm almost afraid to ask if any tight ends had a, a week worth mentioning at this point because it just doesn't seem it. If it's not you saying Travis Kelsey had one hell of a week, it's usually nothing. It's dirt. It's mud. You got it. And we always say it. We're going to say it again because we love to repeat ourselves. The tight end position, what is it? Dirt plus water equals? Mud. That's right. And this was the muddiest of all weeks because I love how last week you tell me some guy that's getting paid probably a lot of money to do fantasy a lot more than we are is on that ESPN is saying, oh, Kelsey has an argument to being the number one overall. That's right. Okay, well, that person is a moron, first of all. But second of all, you know, Kelsey had uh, his worst game of the year. Look, Kelsey is a star. Don't get me wrong. He is a late first-round draft pick. But this week, 
Uh, he had only four for 56, and that is not very good. No, he will come back, and he will have a better game. It just shows, though, after him, I think Noah Fant of Seattle oh. had the best tight end week. That's how gross this position is. So if you're struggling uh, to find somebody, and if you started someone like Forster uh, Moreau last night, which I was going against him in a few different leagues, that would be the tight end for the Raiders who uh, covered for Darren Waller. Yeah, he did absolutely nothing as well. So people are searching for tight ends and they're struggling for them. But I'm going to do what you taught me. It's called a radio tease. You wait until my nose... Uh, excuse me, tight end pick of the week. And I am giving you one that will be a top five play this week uh, for DFS. If you own him in fantasy, if, even if he's a free agent at this point, we're going to give you a great tight end later on the show. All right. Since we are taping the show this week, by the way, we're not going to do the sniff test, uh, but we're going to do something in the next segment uh, that we like to do here. We're going to go through some of the matchups this week or just about all the matchups. And the nose is going to give you a little bit of uh, what he loves and what he doesn't love from each of those games. So we'll go through the one o'clock, the four o'clock, Sunday night football and Monday night football, just to give you a little tease of maybe you're thinking about a guy or not in there. We're going to do yes or no's in the last segment tonight uh, with the nose pick of the week and the nose tight end pick of the week as well. So we're hitting all of our normal stuff as well. So let's take a break. This is Zach and the nose fantasy football show brought to you by tropical Chevrolet. That is the nose. I'm Zach. We're going to be back right after this. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
All right, we're back here. Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. As we said before in the last segment, we're going to go through the list of games starting at 1 o'clock to give you kind of an answer of what uh, the Nose loves and doesn't love in some of these games defense-wise. Otherwise, everything we're just going to go through here because we are taping this earlier in the day here on a Friday to play Friday night. So instead of the sniff test, that is the way we're going to handle this next segment. Nose, are you ready to go through the entire slate of games starting with the 1s, the 4s, the 8 o'clock Sunday, and even Monday night football? Yeah, what what I want to do is, since we're doing this as a tape show and we're not going to be able to do uh, live text and give you the advice during the show, I want to try to hit as many players that have questions, are questionable whether we should start or not. So, yeah, let's rip through this. All right, let's start with the 1 o'clock matchups. Let's start Jets and Bills. Big matchup in the AFC East. What do you love? What do you don't love in this one? Okay, so the the big question for the Jets is right now, uh, at the Bills, do you start their quarterback White and do you start their wide receivers? This is a very difficult uh, slate. Going into Buffalo, you know it's going to be bitter cold, but right now you got to start Garrett Wilson. Okay, so the Jets Garrett Wilson to me is a player that is trending up. He's a star. You like the 11th, 10th, 11th pick overall out of Ohio State. Please get keep him in your lineup, even though it's a tough matchup. On the other side of it, you know, you're obviously starting Josh Allen and you're starting Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis is who he is. It's a hit or miss play. So if you need a big production, if you need points, I am the boom bust type of player. I go boom with him. So I would start Gabe Davis. I have no problem with it if you need a big play. The real question, though, going back to the Jets is, do we start Zonovan Knight? That's right. Zonovan mm. Knight is now a player in week 14 that we're discussing. He is the running back that seems to be getting a lot of the run, but he's going against Buffalo. Buffalo is currently ranked fifth overall amongst all rushing, uh, I guess, rushers. So the bottom line is if you have to start Zonovan Knight, we have five, excuse me, six teams on a bye, Zach. Right. So there's going to be some hard decisions to make. Knight is a volume-based play. I think he could find the end zone. I'm thinking 60 to 70 total yards and a touchdown. So if that sounds good to you, you could get him in your lineup as a flex. All right. Love that one. That's one of the 1 o'clock games. Browns and Bengals, another matchup here. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow. Ooh, this is going to be a good one. All right. The, 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 the Bengals is simple, okay? You're starting mixing because he's going to play. You have to bench Perrine. The way this is going to go is not all of a sudden a split. If Mixon is playing and it's trending in that direction, Perrine needs to go to the bench. I would not drop him. Other than that, you're starting, obviously, Jamar Chase, and you're starting Higgins. And Boyd is a player that if you have to start him because you have buy issues, I got absolutely no problem with it. But the, on the other side of the ball is the real question is, what are we doing with Deshaun Watson? He was real rusty last week. Uh, is he going to come wake up? Do you start Amari Cooper? You know, what do you do here? The answer is, I'm starting Amari Cooper, and I'm going to start Deshaun Watson if he is my best option. If you need to ask who, you know, in terms of options, you could always tweet at me. Zach, you'll give him at Spencer Knows, N-O-S-E. That's right. Uh, but Deshaun Watson is a risky play, okay? I think he's going to improve. And, you know, I hope he improves for the sake of Amari Cooper owners. 
Donovan Peoples-Jones is a player that I would remain on my bench. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one there because they do have some weapons on that team, and you'd think that everybody got a little bit better with Sean Watson. He had a rough week one, and we'll see what happens here in week two. Uh, not a very interesting matchup when it comes to watching on TV, but there's always fantasy implications no matter what the game is. Texans and Cowboys, what do you like there? Yeah, what I like is is that we're never going to start any Houston Texans outside of the name uh, Damian Pierce. Okay, he's the only one startable, and I'm very concerned about him because if Dallas comes out and starts smoking them, then they're going to abandon the run. Right. But right now, I, you know, look, Pierce is a player that you probably have to start. Again, there are so many quality players on a bye. That being said, um, he's the only player on Houston. Dallas is start. Everybody. <laughs> Houston is dead last against the rush. So if you have Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, I actually am okay with you starting both of them. But if you have just one of them, I'm good with you starting either of them. Everybody is going to eat on that team. So start all of your uh, Cowboys. Schultz at this point is a top-level tight end. That's where we're at, and he's not even that great. But, again, uh, the Texans – are really bad defensively. They're really not trying to win, so start all your Cowboys. Yeah, what a, what a crappy game that's going to be to watch. But if you have some fantasy implications, of course you're going to get Hey, man, your we're, eyes we're trying to make it. the playoffs. So for somebody who might be loaded up with, with Cowboy players right. and going against that horrible Texans defense, that's a fun game to watch because <laughs> you might have a lot of fantasy fun on that one. All right, and NFC North, we're going to head there next. Minnesota and Detroit. Interesting matchup here, especially when it comes to fantasy. What do you like? Yeah, well, Cousins to Jefferson is obviously a, a beautiful thing. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with starting those guys. Look, Detroit's defense against the pass, they're letting up 252 yards in the air. That's about 27th in uh, the NFL. So the bottom line is I love Thielen. I love Jefferson. Hawkinson is a start. And Cousins, again, based on your team, if you have one of those players, uh, just say you have a Justin Fields right now on a bye and you need to plug in somebody and Cousins available, I love the start. So you're going to start all of your Vikings offensive players, obviously Dalvin Cook. Uh, as for Detroit, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown is a must-start. Jamal Williams is a must-start. And at this point, DeAndre Swift He's not getting the production you want, but it's very hard to bench him on a week where you do have six teams on a bye. And I'm going to keep going back to that because so many people don't have options right now. Right. So if you have DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, if you have them both, I prefer Jamal Williams, but if you have just one of them, I have no problem with you starting them as an RB2 or a flex. Right. All right, Jaguars and Titans, the AFC South matchup here. Uh, interesting one for the division, but fantasy-wise, what do you like? Yeah, I don't love much on the Tennessee Titans at this point. Uh, it looks like Burks, who was emerging as their number one wide receiver, is concussed. Yes, it's Friday. Yes, there will be an update today. But it looks like he's trending in a bad direction. So I'll keep this very simple. If you're a Tennessee, you know, for the Tennessee Titans, it's just King Henry, Zach. That's it. Right. I, I don't love anybody else in this game. On the other side, for Jacksonville, look, you know, Lawrence is who he is at this point. He's making mistakes, but he's throwing the ball pretty well. I like Zay Jones and Christian Kirk for them. And uh, ETN is always a must start. So you start your Jacksonville Jaguars for the most part. Um, and then, yeah, you just only King Henry for the Titans. I don't want you starting anybody else. 
NFC East heavyweight battle, Eagles and Giants. A lot of eyeballs will be on this game. This is one of the last 1 o'clock games here on the docket. What do you like here? Well, I, I think the Giants are going to put up a heck of an effort this week, okay? They are. But they're going against a beast, and you just can't uh, not start your starters. So for the, this is very simple. Miles Sanders must start. Jalen Hurts must start. Devonta Smith basically at this point is a must start this week, not A.J. Brown. You're starting all of those players, and uh, I don't look back on that one. As for the Giants, that's a whole different story, man. The number one defense against the pass is the Philadelphia Eagles with Darius Slay leaving that, leading that charge. I am not starting Daniel Jones. I am not starting Darius Slayton. The only player I'm starting from this team is obviously Saquon Barkley. So in, just for like Tennessee, it's just King Henry. For the New York Giants, I wouldn't give anybody else a look against this Eagles defense. It's just Saquon Barkley and a lot of it. All right, side note to that. How impressed are you by Saquon Barkley this season, especially when it comes to fantasy, uh, after being injured for so long? I know we could we could do the same kind of question for Christian McCaffrey, but Saquon Barkley, I just didn't know if he would ever get back to form, and boy, did he prove me wrong. Oh, yeah. He's by far the best, in my opinion, the best pure running back in football. I, I, I know it's a bold statement, but it's I'm sticking to it. Currently, he's ranked uh, fifth or sixth overall based on your league in fantasy with only Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, and Jacobs ahead of him. Uh, but that being said, so he's had some decent – he's had some games where he hasn't found the end zone and a little stinkers. But overall, in terms of running style uh, and explosiveness, to me, he is the best running back in the game. So, yeah, what a pleasant surprise for those who had the cojones – to draft him, I would say mid second round to, to, to late, you know, to, to late second is where he went. But there were a ton of question marks behind him. He hasn't been able to play uh, without injury. I don't want to jinx it. So far, so good. But those who uh, drafted him certainly rewarded for it, Zach. Yeah, I can imagine at this point he took him a little bit later than he probably should have went, and boom. You got a little stud going uh, there. Let's yeah, go to the next year. No doubt, in my opinion, is a top five fantasy pick. Oh, okay, good. That was actually that's that's good news there to hear because that was another question that I probably would have asked you later on. Saquon after the season, Christian McCaffrey after the season, both guys have kind of proven that if they can stay healthy, they are top notch guys. Once again, we're going to see a lot of running backs maybe get back into that first round next year and be a running back heavy first round. You think that might happen? Well, this league is trending towards, in the full PPR league, really trending towards uh, the wide receiver. Week in and week out, we have gone through it. And every time we go through the week that was, it's those top-level right. wide receivers very consistently. So we're going to – the thing is, though, we, there's only four to five really stud running backs, Josh Jacobs, Eckler, Henry, I guess, you know, Chubb, McCaffrey, Barkley. Those right there are the guys that – uh, if you could get them in the first round, their value is so huge because you just have so many running backs that are going to be so inconsistent over the course of the year when there's so few those just handful of guys that I just mentioned that are doing it week in and week out. But overall, the wide receiver position is trending in a big way as the NFL moves towards a 
where they just throw the ball just a whole lot more right. these days. Uh, but if you can get that blue chip RB1 as a staple to your team, I still believe it's worth the first round draft pick. All right. And the last one o'clock game on the slate, Ravens and Steelers, no Lamar Jackson. And what the hell's going on with that Steelers team right now? I, I like the Steelers team. Uh, I think they're trending in a decent direction in terms of the NFL. Uh, Kenny Pickett, he looks good. He's just not throwing touchdowns. Najee Harris is getting a little better, but has been one of the bigger busts of the year. Look, you got to start these guys, okay? You, you do. The bottom line is, um, at this point, the Ravens' rush defense ranked around 25th overall. So Najee Harris is a player that I want you playing uh, and I want you starting. The, the, the problem is, Excuse me. They're number two against the rush. So my bad. But, uh, Pittsburgh's running backs are going to struggle. It's their running, their throwing game. Right. They will be much better. So if Deontay Johnson's playing, I've seen him dropped in a few leagues. I think he's going to have a, a better game this week if he does play. On terms of Baltimore, now this is a, a different situation. This is a mess, Zach. A mess. I don't like any wide receivers on this team. Uh, with Huntley, and the only person that I would start is Mark Andrews in terms of the passing game. In terms of the running game, it's even a bigger mess. It's a huge running back by committee. You have Gus Edwards looking like he's playing. You have J.K. Dobbins, who might come back. We're not sure at this exact point. You have Kenyon Drake back there. You have Justice Hill. I don't like any of them. So for me, Baltimore – the only player that I would start offensively is Mark Andrews. All right. And I'm guessing, as a side note here, a nominee for most disappointing season from a top pick has got to be Najee Harris at this point. You finally did okay. Yeah. You finally you – know, I just did some research while you were okay. talking. Yeah. You know, he's averaging 11 fantasy a week. And oh. when you draft him at seventh and or eighth overall – that is not acceptable. So he has been a big disappointment. And if you drafted Najee Harris in your first round and you're still fighting and climbing to make the playoffs or are in the playoffs, I salute you because you have had a great draft after him. Right. At that point, you must have had a couple you really good picks. really, right. really good if you're a Najee Harris owner and you're making the playoffs. So I, you know, golf clap to you, my friends. All right. That's the guy that drafted Kenny Walker and Brees Hall like late in the draft and started those guys early on in the year and then Kenny Walker at this point. You had to have at that point. All right. Those are the 1 o'clock games. So let's get to the 3, 4 o'clock games here before we get to Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football. Let's start off with this one, the tasty matchup that was Sunday Night Football at one point. But Russell Wilson ruined that for Pat Mahomes. It's going to be the Chiefs and the Broncos, 405 uh, from Denver. What do you think? I just want to do the Isaiah Pacheco dance with you oh. right now. I'm doing a little salsa, a little Pacheco. Wow, this kid has really emerged as the hyphen has gone. And, you know, he got hurt and it was sort of in the backseat anyway. Pacheco. Running back one for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a player who I recommend starting this week. Okay. The Denver uh, defense, not so great against the rush, right in the middle of the pack. So Pacheco is a great start. Uh, obviously, Mahomes, you're going to start. You're going to start Kelsey. And then MVS is the player that I believe, along with Juju, are the wide receivers that should be considered to be starting uh, if you need a player this week. I'm starting MVS in a league where I have multiple buy issues. So is it 
you know, is it the greatest start? No, but when you have Pat Mahomes, you're, it's like you're saying you got a chance, right? Right. right. And then exactly. on the other side of it is a disaster. Oh. It's the absolute disaster, and I, I, I'm I'm lost for words on how bad uh, we all missed on this one. But when I say I'm saying from a fantasy point of view, how do you feel if you're the Denver Broncos, Zach? Mm, uh, not, not. I mean. <laughs> If I'm a Denver Bronco or a Denver Bronco fan at this point, I have no idea what to think about my team right now. You brought in Russell Wilson. You're happy about that. You think the season could turn around. The AFC West loaded up everywhere, but you got Russ, and you are stinky. Stinky to the you highest stinky. stinky mark, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm at this point where uh, I'm not recommending anybody on that team besides their tight end, Greg Dolchich. We will get uh, to him later on in the show. I am, you know, if Cortland Sutton looks like he's playing, uh, I still am hesitant to start him. And, yes, he's the nose pick of the year, and I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I understand if you have to start him. Jerry, Judy, this is all a huge mess. Russell Wilson has no confidence. He's not getting his players a ball. The worst offense in the red zone in the NFL, uh, a, a pure disaster. But you're saying, oh, what, what about, you know, Murray, the running back? He's getting the volume. Is he a good start this week? He's not. Okay, Kansas City is number six against the rush wow. in the NFL. So the bottom line is, do we start, you know, Latavius Murray if you have to, right? We're at a point where this is the number one week with the most bye weeks. So we're at a point where it's wild, man. It's one week into the playoffs, and someone like Jonathan Taylor is just, you know, he's not playing this week. Right. Or, you know, Washington has some decent running backs. Uh, you know, it is a real tough situation Aaron Jones AJ Dillon so you're gonna have to start some players so uh, if you have to start Murray I get it he'll get the volume I just don't expect a good game from him right uh Buccaneers 49ers the next uh four o'clock game there's only three of them but this is the middle one what do you think about this one I think you're going to have a, a tough decision with this one. For Tampa Bay, uh, right now, there is a split situation between Leonard Fournette and White, okay? Uh, both are completely startable because week by week, it's basically by game flow who's going to have uh, more touches. But both, believe it or not, for this week, are startable. I have, you know, Fournette had a really decent week last week. He looked good. They used him in the fourth quarter. Uh, but... Out of nowhere, White gets the touchdown to win the game. So the usage for Tampa's running backs right now really looks like a 50-50 split. They're going against San Francisco, though, Zach, okay? Mm. The number one team against the rush. So if there's any way to avoid starting Fournette or White, I get it. Try to avoid it. But, again, I don't think, you know, there's a lot of teams that don't have that option. So I'm starting Fournette in a few leagues, and I'm just going to cross my fingers that he crosses that goal line. In terms of Brady, man, if you could bench him against this defense, I would. Um, Brady is just not looking good, and certainly for fantasy. So if you have Brady and he's one of those guys that if you've made the playoffs, God bless you. it's just a player that I would avoid this week by all measures. But, look, you have to start Mike Evans still, and you have to start Chris Godwin. And believe it or not, their tight end, Oten, O-T-T-O-N, Oten, right. had double-digit targets last week. So, Unbelievable. based on that alone, but he had, like, only 28 yards. But, based on that alone, that's a guy, how bad that tight end position is, that I have no problem with you starting him. But, again, to start and to be very clear, Tampa is going into the belly 
of the beast against the 49ers, and I do not expect them to have a good offensive performance. All right, last 4 o'clock game here, Carolina and Seattle. What do you like here? Yeah, I like Geno Smith. Are we really there? I do. I mean, I can't believe this is what's going on, but uh, Geno Smith has been really, really good. Carolina is in the middle of the pack in terms of pass defense, and uh, so you're going to start Geno Smith. But what the player I really wanted to discuss is how week in and week out, Tyler Lockett is just getting into the end zone, and it is wild to me. I'm going to have some fun with you, Zach. Year to date, Tyler Lockett, where do you think he ranks amongst all wide receivers? Wow. Oh, God, he was such a disappointment early in the season. I'm afraid to do this. I'm going to say number 12. I'm going to say 12 or 13. You did good. He's number eight overall, though, Ooh, right now. Okay. Right. Yeah, no, it's not bad. He's the guy where week in and week out, he's scoring touchdowns. He has scored a touchdown in each of his last five games. He has had over 14 fantasy points, excuse me, 15 fantasy points over the last five games he's played. That is called a must start. DK Metcalf, must start. So those are the guys there. The real question, though, is who do you start at running back? Because I'm getting a lot of that right now. Tony Jones Jr., uh, his homer playing, DJ, uh, DJ Dallas, all your Miami Canes running backs. I don't like any of them, Zach. Okay, if Ken Walker is not playing, and we don't know exactly at this point, but it looks like he didn't practice yesterday, by the time this airs, there's going to be a definitely right. uh, an update. But that being said, if Kenny Walker's out, I'm not starting any Seattle running backs at all. And in terms of Carolina, man, that's a really ugly situation. But DJ Moore, you could always start because you have no choice, and he's a stud wide receiver. And if I'm starting a running back there, it's Deonta Foreman that over Chubba Hubba Bubbard. All right, that's good stuff. Sunday night football. Dun, dun, dun. Miami Dolphins, L.A. Chargers. Ooh, what do you like here? I'm already excited. I know you're excited. I love this Tua versus Herbert matchup. I just obviously for all you know the reasons of the draft, two picks between each other, I believe. The bottom line is this, Tua must start. Tyreek Hill, I'm not even talking about how good that guy is. Waddle, if he plays, I know he's a little banged up, must start. The running back situation, Zach, that's a harder one to read, okay, because the Jeff Wilson Jr. and Radio Raheem split, it's not fluid, and Mike McDaniel's going to go with who he believes is the hot hand and or or who he schemes better against that defense. Right. Uh, So, for me, it's hard to recommend either of them, but if I was going to go with one of them, I'm actually going to uh, side with Radio Raheem. In terms of the Chargers, this has been another one. I'm getting so many. I can't believe it's week 14. I'm getting so many. Do I start Josh Palmer or not? That's a very popular player that is of question, and a lot of people want to know. Well, look, Mike Williams is trending towards playing this week, okay? Mm -hmm. And that means simply, in my opinion, less targets Uh, for, you know, Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter. That being said, the last time Mike Williams played, Josh Palmer did have his best game. So if you need to start Palmer because you don't like any other options on your team, I have no problem with it. Uh, Mike Williams, if he plays, I have no problem with you starting him as well. Uh, So the bottom line is this, Miami's uh, pass defense 
is, you know, again, in the middle of the road. It looks like they're ranked around 20th overall. So those wide receivers can get good play. Um, and in terms of the running back, obviously you're starting Eckler. Right, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one as well. Let's let's end this segment off. Patriots, Cardinals, Monday night football. Um, is this a stinky one or is this going to be a good fantasy one? I think it's a stinky one in terms of a fantasy point of view. I think New England's defense is really strong. And so, look, uh, New England's defense is going to have to try to contain Murray. The overall is – I think I know I'm not a betting guy, and this is not a betting show. I don't see a lot of scoring in this game, to be honest with you. Uh, but who do you need to start in terms of fantasy? I'm starting Ramon J. Stevenson. To me, he's a week in and week out uh, running back. If I had to start a wide receiver there, it is Jacoby Myers. Other than that, I'm I'm holding there. I'm I'm not trying to start any Patriots. On the other side of the ball, it, it's pretty simple. You know, you start your starters in this situation. The Terminator, you're going to start, and you're going to start DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm saying right now, I like Hollywood Brown this week. So, um, as much as I believe that there's not going to be a lot of scoring, I do need you to start your players there. So I would start Hollywood, DeAndre Hopkins, and Jimmy Connor. All right, good stuff there. That was the, the, the week that is. Usually we do the week that was. This is the week that is at this point. We're going to give Nose a little breather here. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, wrap things up. Tight end pick of the week, Nose pick of the week. And if there's time, of course, we'll get to yes or Nose. We'll be back in a second. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach in the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM. All right, back here to wrap things up here on Zach in the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. We have the Nose Pick of the Week and the Tight End Pick of the Week coming up in a second, but it's time for the world-famous award-winning segment, Yes or Nose, hit my music, Garcia. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm going to ask the nose 10 questions, nine fantasy and one life question here coming up. We're going to get right to it at this point. Nose is going to rifle through all of these. Question number one, nose, Geno Smith, top five quarterback start this week in fantasy, yes or nose? Nose. He's going to have a good start. I recommend starting him top five a little aggressive for me, Zach. All right. Question number two, Dak playing Houston. This week, is he a top 10 quarterback starting fantasy, yes or no's? Oh, yes, baby, big time. He's going to have a great start. He hasn't been great all year. He's been a little inconsistent, not big numbers. That's going to change. It's going to be a lot of Gallup and a lot of C.D. Lamb, baby. That's going to be an interesting one there. Question number three, has Tom Brady dropped out of the top 10 to 15 quarterbacks in fantasy, yes or no's? Yes. Nothing else to say besides yes. (laughs) Out of the top 10, out of the top 15, possibly out of the top 20 in fantasy. Yeah, it's an interesting one there with Tom Brady. Question. When when they fall, they fall hard. That's how it goes. I see it. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, my two quarterbacks. You don't have to tell me that. Question number four, yes or no's. You can't start Russell Wilson in fantasy football anymore. I can't believe I'm saying that. Yes or no's. 
Yes. How about drop him, please? Please, I beg you, get that guy off your roster. He's not a winner. You will lose your playoffs with that guy on the bench because he's simply, simply stinking it up. Question number – that's a great one. Russell Wilson's terrible this year. Question number five. Uh, we do this basically every week with this question. Tony Pollard over Zeke this week, yes or no, is with the caveat, or both? Both. I like them both, but if you have to pick one, it's Tony Pollard. All right, same thing basically for question number six. Jamal Williams or Swift, yes or no, is you start them both, or what do you do with these guys? Jamal Williams is RB1 simply because he gets those goal line carries. He gets the touchdowns. He is their workhorse, and he's the one who scores touchdowns. If you have to start one, it's Jamal Williams. If you have both, I would start Jamal Williams, and I wouldn't start DeAndre Swift. If you have just DeAndre Swift and no Jamal Williams, and you need to start him at the flex, I got no problem with it. Question number seven for yes or no's. Is A.J. Brown a top five wide receiver start this week? Yes or no's? He's a top, yes, he's a top five <laughs> wide receiver almost every week right now. He's a top five wide receiver in fantasy. All right, number eight, DK Metcalf. Is he a top 10 wide receiver this week and maybe even for the rest of the season? Yes or no's? Yes. I mean, it's really closer to that 10, maybe top 15. But DK Metcalf is definitely a must start. That offense is clicking, and that's a really good matchup for Seattle at home versus Carolina. All right, question number nine, last one before the life question. Everyone eats on that KC offense, maybe just a little bit, not a lot, except for Travis Kelsey, any Kansas City wide receiver worth starting this week, yes or no's? Yes. Double Jew and MVS are worth starting. And, you know, if you have bye week issues, there are risks. It's a it's a hit or miss. But again, you got Pat Mahomes there. And so if there's anybody you want to ride, it's a Pat Mahomes train. So those are the only two wide receivers I would recommend starting if you have to. All right, life question for yes or no's question number 10. I like to ask nine fantasy questions and then a regular normal life question. We are taping this show because I am at the Odyssey Holiday Company Party. Knows at a holiday company party, do you expect a gift or some sort of bonus at the end of the year? Knows. Not in the world that I live in. I'm just happy to be invited and maybe get a good meal of food. But if you're expecting a bonus, then uh, I hope you get it because it's nothing worse than a little disappointment. So for me, knows. But I will tell you this. If there's liquor there, yes, I'll take some of that. All right. Well, that was the third part of the question, the drink situation. Do you drink there? And yes, I think you answered that. So we'll just end with this one. It's an ugly sweater party tonight for the Odyssey uh, party. Do I wear an ugly sweater or not? Yes or no? Yes. Don't be the guy who's too cool, okay? If you have an ugly sweater, put it on and don't be the too cool for school guy. Okay, guys? Thank you. (laughs) I love it. it. All right, let's get right to it because we got to wrap things up. Give me the nose tight end pick of the week and the nose pick of the week for week, what is it, 13 of the NFL season. 14, sorry. The nose tight end pick of the week. Okay, I'm going for it. I'm going big. I'm not letting you down this week. All we've said is how bad Russell Wilson is, and he is so bad. He's so bad that he only looks at the tight end. So, eight targets last week, six for 85. I can't believe I'm saying it, but Greg Dolchich. Woo! 
Greg Dolchich is going to have a big game. I'm not messing around with Sutton trending possibly out. And the fact that Russell Wilson is only comfortable looking over the middle right now because he can't even throw the ball down the sideline. Greg Dolchich, tight end, pick of the week, and it's a great one, Zach. We're going to discuss this next week on how I finally gave a pick with somebody who had double digits at the tight end position. Wow, very interesting there. Give me the nose pick of the week. And here it is, the nose pick of the week when my voice changes. And it's been a long time, but Zach... I got a feeling that it's going to be a big day for Adam Thielen, my man. We're in week 14, and Thielen has only scored uh, three times, and he is a red zone master, only 580 yards in the air so far. But that changes here and now because our boy is going to have a big game against the Lions. They're going to triple-team Jefferson, possibly in this game, definitely double-team him, which will leave number 19 wide open all game or going against a weaker secondary player on already a weak secondary team in Detroit. I'm going with over 100 yards and at least one touchdown, probably two, in his breakout game of the season. Adam Thielen, nose pick of the week. Nose has got a Thielen. All right, that'll do it for Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show. Have a great week. That's the Nose. Follow him on Twitter, at Spencer Nose. Remember, we're taped. If anything changes, blame our boss. We'll talk to you next week, next Friday at 6 p.m. right here on QAM. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. 
a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.